And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. We are in the planting season. So March is the start. It's like the leading edge. Now, this is when you're going to find in the mountains of Arizona. This is zone seven plants. They have plants that can go down in winter down to, oh, five, 10 degrees. That's pretty cold. Uh, so you could also grow zone six. Those are zero degrees. Zone five, minus 10. Zone, you, if you're in zone seven, that's this central part of Arizona where we've come up the hill from Black Canyon City. And now we're up at Cortis Junction. We go up over to, to the Verde, Camp Verde Cottonwood. Uh, then you come back over here towards Prescott, Prescott Valley, Dewey, all the way out to Pauld and Seligman. This, this, this area is zone seven, six, somewhere in there. So we need plants that can get some serious cold in the winter. Well, we're past serious cold in the winter here. That's January. It's now March. And so it's going to be frosty, but that deep, bitter cold, that's done. We'll see some snow. We always have one more snow in March sometime, but it'll be a, a wet, heavy snow. It won't be uh, this, this bitter cold that just bites through, through you. So I would say the, the ground is soft right now. It's easy to dig in. The, the shovel goes into the ground like butter. Maybe not quite that easy because you'll hit a rock or something, but it is much easier than it was a month ago when it was just bone dry. That snowstorm we had a couple weeks ago, boy, really loosened up the soil, made it easier to, 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 to work in. So I think you're good to go with evergreens I wanted to talk about today. So evergreens are starting to show up at the garden center. We've had hundreds of them. Uh, which are the best ones? And there's a lot of variety here. And so, of course, we are naturally, what flows through our area are ponderosa forest, pinyon pine forest, juniper forests. These are natural native things. So, you know, pretty much pines are going to do well here. That's a guaranteed. Okay, not just ponderosa, but ponderosa and all of their cousins. So Austrian pine, it's basically a ponderosa, a long needle pine. Uh, doesn't get quite that 100-foot towering pine tree. It gets up to 40 feet, half that size. But it holds that foliage right down to the ground. It's much more shapely, prettier in a landscape than a ponderosa. Ponderosa, you're basically planting a trunk in the landscape. All the foliage is going to be up there. And yet, Austrian pines, you can appreciate it more. You just see it more. They both have, you know, all pines get pine cones which is part of the game. That's what you're going to get. A nice central leader with swooping branches that come down off the sides. That's a pine tree. They can be different colors. So green is kind of the standard. So Austrian's scotch pine has more of a kind of a blue hue. Pinion pines have, I would say, more of that blue. It's green, but it has a blue hue to it. Uh, then you've got Vanderwolf pine, which is definitely blue and white. So it's at the top of the needle of a Vanderwolf pine, which looks more like an eastern white pine. It's a soft pine. The needles are just supple. You just, you just want to touch and pet it. it. Just It just feels good. So it's like shag carpet in, in, a, in a pine tree form. You just want to lay down there and just touch. Just give it a hug. So, But that needle is blue on the top and white on the bottom. Very interesting. It's worth coming to the garden center just to take a look at the new uh, Vanderwolf pines that came in and just go, well, that's real. That really is interesting. The great thing about pine trees 
They have a real waxy resin kind of, uh, of, of sap to them. And so they really are, are very conservative on their water moisture. They just don't use a lot of moisture. They don't need a lot. In fact, if you're going to kill a pine tree, it'll be from overwatering. It gets in a ground that's real, uh, really uh, thick and gooey and wet. They are not going to like that. They want to be dry in between water cycles. And so I'd say plant them. You're probably watering those in most areas maybe once a week, a deep soak. And that's, that's good enough. Next year, you could probably back that off every seven to 10 days. So they're very drought efficient, no matter what the pine tree is. Of course, if you're doing the natives, so ponderosas, after two or three years, you could probably take them off of all water. Uh, pinion pines, same way. Um, so you, you've, you can just kind of adapt with them. Another one that I don't think gets credit like they should. Uh, we had some just stunning moon glow junipers. They are standing. I mean, I could not touch the top of them. They're really high up in the air. They're big. Uh, you couldn't get your arms around them. They're, they're big, chubby, full, privacy screen ready type of junipers. But junipers, I think, get a bad rap because our natives are so allergy prone. So the big male, male uh, shaggy bark junipers or alligator junipers, these are the native ones out in the forest. Uh, the females are not a problem. They don't put on the, all the pollens. The males, the boys, are the ones that turn yellow. And when they pollinate in the spring, sometime this month, they think they are going to populate the entire hillside. Every single gal is going to get his pollen, and we're going to make sure everyone's got it. The females have berries. They don't get the pollen piece. So the, the boys put the pollen out, pollinate the, the females, and they put the berries, and then they reproduce that way. So, so at the garden center, look for uh, female junipers. That's all we sell here, just females. So it's, you do that by grafting. So you take a cutting from this beautiful, stunning female, you graft it onto a rootstock, you grow it on, and you finally have this beautiful, lush moonbill juniper or Spartan juniper, or there's a whole bunch of varieties. And they're all equally as hardy. And so animals that seem to leave them alone. They don't get real bugs. Gosh, they're just a great, hardy, tough plant for here. And so I don't think they get they get a bad rap when they shouldn't. So if you're starting your your plants by seed, well then you know half of the half of the plants are going to be female, other half is going to be males, and half of those are going to be ugly, and the other half are going to be beautiful. And so we just decided to go. Well, we're, we just we know what we want: you know, beautiful, perfect, cloned, exact models of their perfect, like model esque. You just want to take a picture of her put it on the front of a magazine. That's the kind of juniper we want. Take a cutting and put it, graft it onto a rootstock. And then we get a clone. We just get the exact copy of their parent back and forth. It's really easy to do in, 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 in agriculture. Super easy to do. Grafting is a standard thing. And so look for those. I think they, they just get a bad rap. The number one seller, not seller, can't say that. A popular one, not number one seller. Number one would have to be Austrian pine or, or Colorado spruce this perfect Christmas tree looking plant. They, they, they adapt really well. They naturalize. Of course, Spruce Mountain is just, you could walk there from Prescott. So you know they're going to grow well here. It's another one, fir. There's white fir intermixed with the Arcana color fir mixed in with the, with the Colorado spruce back and forth. You go in the forest, that's what you're seeing back and forth, these big evergreens. But another one that grows even faster is Deodore cedar. Deodore cedar is a Probably the fastest growing of all of 
the native or the, the evergreen trees, okay, trees. So they're going to grow three feet a year. I mean, pretty easily three feet. Now, if they're happy at all, three feet, maybe more. Uh, the, the negative with them, they get so big, so fast, they overpower their space within just a few years. So a, a Colorado spruce will grow maybe two feet a year, year and a half, two feet, something like that, for one and a half to two feet a, a year. Uh, uh, a Deodorus cedar is twice that. The problem is they get up to like 80 feet tall and 25 foot wide. So they're not made for a small yard. They're made for humongous, you know, I want to hide the barn that's across the mountain. I don't want them to see me in the hot tub that's 300 yards away. It just gets huge. If you put it next to your driveway, within just two years, you won't be able to drive down your drive. You'll be cutting it back, limiting it up, trying to get make it look like a Dr. Seuss tree because it's just got too big and those big swooping branches will start to invade your, your patio, your driveway, your, they can lift things. So be careful where you put some of these. So I, I use myself Spartan juniper out in the front yard. So I've got this uh, beautiful front yard, fountains and, you know, sofas out there and just, and it's, it's West facing. So it's, it's the afternoon patio that we use. And we have a lot of blue in the in the yard anyway, oaks and, and junipers. I use Spartan juniper because they're green. They're thick. They're full. They get up to maybe 12 feet tall, six feet wide. I just wanted to screen, make this little private feeling patio to it. And it worked really well. So evergreens, time to put them in. Got a great selection of garden centers right now. Lots of sizes and varieties. Time to install those, uh, like I would say, by the end of March, if you could. Be right back with more after this. 